This episode of Adventures in Aurelia is brought to you by Gabe and Jeff from Interparty Conflict, Fred on Fire, Evora Dawn, Moto Ghoul, and Poco Dancer on Patreon. You can join them in supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash adventures in Aurelia. Hello, and welcome to Adventures in Aurelia, a podcast where five friends sit around the table and record themselves playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Chantel, and I play Kinina, a tiefling sorcerer. I'm Krista, and I play Ariel, an Asmar divine soul sorceress. I'm Chris, and I play Rim, human paladin. I'm Caitlin, I play Tempest, a water genasi ranger. And I'm Damien, I'm the DM. I'm Stephen John Drew from the official GunnaGeek.com show, a weekly geek news podcast that is a part of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Previously on Adventures in Aurelia. After what has felt like years, though has really only been a few weeks, our adventurers have finally returned to the city of Riven. After saying their goodbyes to Thorstag and the crew of the Iron Cask, they made their way to the Guild Hall to meet with the Guild Masters and debrief them on the situation with Grimfang and the Spear, as well as see what they have learned about the Axe. The party, including Tempest, are given one last chance to turn away before entering a one-way door into a saga that will change the course of their lives, and perhaps all of Aurelia. We're going to pick things up today, in the evening, the 11th of Mononon. You guys have just finished your meeting with the Guildmasters, where they kind of took you into the next level of being a member of the Guild. The item that you had recovered in Fioc uncovered a great movement within the underlying nature of the world. And they've kind of hinted at wishing for you guys to look into things further. But they also understand that you guys have been on a long journey and it is late. And that you probably want to, in some form or another, rest, relax, take it easy for a night. And they'll reach out to you guys later. What do you guys wish to do with your first night back in Riven. At this point, you guys will have finished your conversation, gone downstairs into the like central great hall area and gathered around a table for a moment. You guys already have your horse and cart put away at the stable. I believe Rem paid for like a week. I know I had just listened back on it, but I don't remember. I remember asking the question at the time, but I don't remember what the answer was. Uh, about Tempest's sleeping situation. Did there, Were there guest quarters or some such? Yeah, it was essentially that the guild kind of works as a hotel. Boarding house of Boarding sorts. Boarding house, yeah. So yeah, you could go up to the front desk area where you originally let them know that you guys were here and let whoever is working there at the moment know that you need another room for the new member of your group. I think Kanina will, having uh, walked away with the group now, we're starting to kind of wind down. She'll stretch and just be like, well, it's good to be back in the guild finally. It feels like ages since we've been here. 
looking forward to showing you around and stuff, Tempest. We'll have to make sure we get your room sorted out. Ariel's going to randomly... I wonder if my plants are dead. You had plants? Yeah. I'm a bit of a herbalist. They're probably dead, though. Probably. <laughs> Been a few weeks. Nina, have you spoken with the guild about the, uh, the many accounts you've opened up while we were out? <laughs> I know you wrote them once, but you, you made quite a few promises. Uh, no, I figure I'll bring that up in the morning, take care of some more business after we get settled in. I know I have a, a bit of a log that I need to make sure is covered. Yeah. I mean, if anything, I could always forward the bill myself. We did earn quite a bit of money. Well, I, I'm just saying, you might want to let the guild know yeah, I'd that let they them may know. be receiving mm, a bill. letters or bills <laughs> from afar. So they don't just automatically reject them outright and then you're in trouble somewhere else. Yes, I did tell them to specifically ask for me, though, uh, in several of the notices that I gave them. So I'm sure if it comes down to it, I will be held accountable, which is fine. I am, I suppose, still considered fairly new to the guild, so perhaps I was uh, offering a bit more than I could honestly fulfill, but I plan to make good on what I did promise to those. But yeah, you see, you see, Kanina maybe <laughs> not quite as peppily walking as she was, thinking just like, oh, how many promises did I make again? <laughs> Where's Kanina walking to? I think she'll probably steer us toward, I guess, the front desk to just make sure that Tempest does have a room settled up for the night because she doesn't know if they do have like an occupancy maximum <laughs> or some such. So she wants to make sure that she at least has a place to stay. If not, then we can figure something else out. Uh, you approach the front desk area where probably at this point about an hour and a half, maybe two hours ago, you had uh, kind of checked back in with your return trip and uh, the person behind this. Oh, um... I take it that your meeting went well with the guild masters. Oh yes, indeed it did. Are you on your way out yet again? I know that you just recently returned from an adventure that you had left on after just coming back from an adventure. So you guys do seem to be the adventuring type. <laughs> that we are. <laughs> I don't know. Do uh, you guys think we want to take it easy for tonight? I know it's been a bit of a rough trip getting back here. I'd like a night of sleep in my own bed. I want to refresh my pack and actually take a bath. Yeah, I think we're probably just going to stay in for tonight. Uh, we want to make sure that our uh, new member here, and she'll kind of like pat <laughs> Tempest on the shoulder. Uh, Tempest uh, has a room to stay in until she can get affiliated with one of the branches of the guild. Ah, so you guys have a new member with you. Indeed. And uh, since you said that you kind of pushed Tempest up a little bit, they look right at Tempest and goes, and uh, you are... My name is Tempest. And yes, it appears that I am uh, joining the guild. Welcome to the guild, Tempest. Um, there's going to be a little bit of paperwork, and they reach under the desk, pull out a scroll of parchment, inkwell, and a quill. They lay it out in front of you. Uh, this here is the guild charter. Mostly it covers that you do have a yearly due. It can be paid yearly. It can be paid by the month. The DM doesn't remember how much it's supposed to be. <laughs> and you give a share of whatever you earn while you guys are out doing official guild business, especially if it is a contract that was acquired through the guild. The fee does cover your room while you are staying here. And uh, what size are you? Excuse me? Oh, for your guild garb. There's garb? Medium. Yes. 
when when you are here, you are welcome to access the guild wardrobe as a matter of representation. Also, and you hear like kind of a metal clinking sound as they reach into a cabinet underneath. You also get the guild signet badge. You'll see Kanina kind of flashes off a little bit proudly. I, I've seen <laughs> that. It tells others that you are an affiliated member of Sival's Guild of Adventures. So official. And you will need to sign here at the bottom. Um, okay, so yes, I'll sign sign my name. Tempest signs her name. Just Tempest. Just Tempest. Just Tempest. And we'll also just pay the whole year in advance, I guess. I'll pay as well. Uh, me too. Canina will pipe up and she'll be like, uh, yeah, since we're here and we've gotten a little bit of funds out on our journey, um, I'll go ahead and just pay for the rest of the year as well. I think that's a clever idea. So they reach under, you hear a couple clicking sounds, and they withdraw a box with a slot in the top of it. And they start just piling the gold that you guys are placing down on the table into the top of this box. Ugh, this is heavier than normally. I don't normally have to <laughs> deal with. Oh, so many at one time. Well, Tempest, welcome to the guild. Thank you. And they go, and you can choose from any of these for your quarters. And they lay down a map of the second floor of the guild hall. And there are a number of rooms that don't have a name or anything associated with them. I pick that one. Okay. For <laughs> reference, do you pick one near any of your current party members? Sure. Who would you like to be near? I guess Nina. Oh, going to pick a room near me, huh? Perfect. Roll me a d20. 19. Is it Karam's old room? No. Is it Nixie's? Is it Nixie's old room? Tempest has picked Nixie's old room. Oh. Uh, I knew it. <laughs> because I remember that Kanina and Nixie yeah. were like right next to each other. Look, Nina look pretty cheery at uh, the fact that Tempest will be bunking uh, somewhat close to her room. Be like, oh, this will be neat. I can show you around my room, too. <laughs> oh, but before you go and reaches a key out towards Tempest. And then uh, before we step away as well, um, Kanina also mentioned, um, I've sent a few letters and whatnot back to the guild uh, when I was on my travels. I'm not sure if any of them reached them. Uh, some of them may have reference to address me in particular. Uh, some of them might be expenses that need to be paid. Uh, I don't know if it'll take some time to get that stuff in order, but I can try to help figure it out in the morning if necessary. Ah, uh, yes. I did see when I looked you up earlier when you arrived that there wasn't an amount given, but there was reference to some promises that may have been made to other establishments and people that might have some form of fiduciary responsibility for the guild. That's something that the guild masters will work on and see if your contributions have deemed worthy enough for the guild to expense it, or if we will be requesting some recompense from you. All right, that sounds perfect. Just let me know if I have to end up paying anything. One last thing, uh, the ship that we had uh, sailed over from Port Norsal to here, the Iron Cask, uh, they're experiencing a bit of um, unsettlement due to some objects we brought back from our journeys. And we were hoping we could get a cleric to possibly bless the ship to help ease their minds. That's something I'm fully willing to pay for if necessary. But I wanted to make good on a promise I'd made to a dear friend of mine on that ship. I see. 
let me reach out to a member of the clergy this evening. It's a little late now, but I think that this is something that we can have arranged by morning. Perfect. I just wanted to, yeah, let you know as soon as possible, since they're probably only going to be in port for two or three more days, I'm guessing. And and once I've reached out to the member of the clergy, we can figure out what it might cost, if anything. Indeed. Thank you so much. Right? I think that's everything. She'll kind of look around at the rest of the group. And they look between uh, Ram and Ariel. Uh, can I help either of you with anything? Uh, I will be expecting a package from Port Norsal from a Dern Blackhammer. Understood. If I could be alerted when it arrives. Do you think you will be staying in town long enough to be alerted when it's received? Uh, as of right now, I don't believe we have any plans on going anywhere. Uh, if things change, I will let you know. All right. Thank you for uh, letting me know. And uh, you were Rem, correct? Yes. And you see them flip through a ledger and make a small note down in it. Ariel's going to look to Rem and say, um, are the horses good? Yes, they're fine. Okay. Alrighty, I think we're good here. Uh, well, have a good night. Thank you for your help. You're very welcome. And welcome back, all of you. Uh, enjoy your stay, and good luck on your next adventure. Thank you. We'll make sure that we grab the key and take a walk-see over to our rooms. I'm not sure which direction Rem and Ariel are going to be headed in regards to the direction that Tempest and Kanina will be. And how unsettled are you that I took your best friend's old room? <laughs> I think her heart hurts a little bit, but she's not going to show it because this is now going to be like your room and Nixie has moved on. So she might have more words to say depending on what kind of state the room is in when she gets closer to it. Well, if you're not letting it show, then uh, yeah. All right, so everyone makes their way to their rooms. I imagine mostly you guys want to unload whatever bits of pack and gear you didn't leave with the cart and horses. Uh, start with Ariel. What do you as you get in here? Throw my old cloak and my new cloak up on my coat rack that's by the door and toss my backpack on my bed, go straight over to my dead plants. Actually, we were gone three weeks. They're probably not that dead. Go, go ahead and uh, roll me a nature check. Ooh, I get to do a check. See how much forethought you put into this before you left. 19. Actually, before you left, Ariel had asked whoever was running reception that day to keep an eye on the plants that you had in your room, and you find that they are actually alive and quite healthy. Nice. So she goes over to her bookshelf, and she has a book that she's kept with her that has different creatures and stuff that she's seen. That's the one that she saw the fairy in, that she knew what it was. And she's just going to, like go through the pages and put like little check marks next to different creatures that she's seen on her adventures as a little like, I've done this or I've seen this type of thing. <laughs> a little list, kind of. And uh, then I think she'll probably start filling her bathtub and relax for a bit. Kanina, what do you do as you get into your room? Oh, uh, well, if Tempest is at all interested in still walking with her, <laughs> she'll like just burst open her door and just be like, and this is my room. But uh, she's looking to basically do much the same, uh, settle in, unpack some things, look to uh, get bathed and clean from travels. I'm sure her room, like upon first entry, is um, 
Basically, you're just greeted by a big wall of aromas, <laughs> lots of spices, dried herbs, and whatnot, is things that she kind of has hanging around in her room. She is interested in cooking, so she likes to dabble here and there. And when she is present in her room, she likes to keep it quite warm. But she'll unload her stuff. She has a collection of her own little trinkets and books and whatnot, and she's looking to add probably some of her trophies she's collected along our journeys to that selection. Rem, what do you do as you enter your room for Rim basically walks in, sets his pack down at the base of his bed, sits on the edge of the bed and kind of, you know, leans forward, looking down at his feet, takes a big, deep breath, looks up, and then lays back on his bed and closes his eyes. Tempest, what do you do as you enter your brand new living quarters? So uh, after poking head in and taking a look at, at Nina's room, goes... Is it like directly next door? Let's say it's across the hallway. Okay, goes across the hall, opens the door, walks in, throw my like rucksack on the bed and uh, just kind of stand in the middle, take it all in, and then definitely start going through any drawers to see if there was anything left over. One thing that you find in the sort of dresser that is in the room is a set of guild garb and a robe that is in the guild colors, like a bathing robe. The rest of the drawers are empty. Would they fit me? They would. Oh, weird. (laughs) I didn't actually give him my size. Other than the couple items that were guild provided, you don't find anything to give you a hint of the person that was in this room before. In fact, having seen Kanina's room, you recognize that it looks like As a room is prepared for someone else to take it over, it is set back to a somewhat default standard layout. You notice that there are slight changes and modifications to Kanina's room and placement of things like the bed or the dresser. Um, Kanina has that trophy shelf that you don't have in your room. So it feels like a, a room at an inn, pretty much. Yes, that has not yet been personalized. And after settling in, does everyone kind of just relax in their rooms until you guys would all go to sleep? Yeah. I think after Ariel's bath, she'll go back and start messing with her herbs and suches. Kinina will probably uh, be unloading some of her bits and bobs from the travels, her war claws from that one fight with the warg and Grimfang, and the midnight fair cloak that she got for herself. And as she's unloading some of these display trophies. She'll stray her eyes over to a folded up note that she's kept from Nixie and kind of just touch it. She won't open it, but she'll lay her hand on it and kind of just remember and then go back to her sorting. As we transition to night on the 11th of Mononon and everyone goes to sleep. Nina, roll me a wisdom saving throw. 19. As you've drifted off to sleep, you find yourself in maybe not familiar yet, but a recognizable clearing. It seems to be in the woods, somewhere up high in a mountain. Hmm. And there's some heavy breathing that's coming off from somewhere behind you. Kanina, I think, uh, (laughs) recognizing that she's been whisked off (laughs) against her will and... uh... Not quite expecting this after her first night back, she'll she'll take a look around in the direction of the breathing, expecting to see a large red figure, but she'll turn around and see. And as you turn and make eye contact with the large red creature behind you, welcome back. 
I'm surprised you're aware of where I am. I meant here. <laughs> Though I will say, I could feel it. Hmm. See. How is Fiok? Well, nothing seems to have changed from when I was last in contact with Fiok. We haven't come across the second half yet, if that's what you're asking. So you know what I meant now. How? I've told you. I am broken. Yes, I suppose I have a little bit more of a clue as to what's going on. With what you've just told me, it seems that the reason I feel like this is because Fiat is no longer whole. What appears to be wrong with it? Well, I haven't seen the other half, so I'm not quite sure what's missing exactly, but can tell you what it looks like from what I've seen. So the weapon itself is whole. Yeah. And what does it look like? It's a very finely crafted axe inscribed with runes and has a handle with a grasping claw on the end. Looks like a very serviceable weapon at its current state. I'm not quite sure what would be missing from it. The grasping claw at the bottom mm-hmm. used to contain an orb. An orb? An orb that was made with a shard of my soul. Oh, I don't believe there's anything like that currently now that I've seen, even in the first time that we acquired it. I don't think that kind of thing was uh, present. What could they tell you about it? Um, not much. There's not really much information to go on besides the fact that it is a dragon-bonded weapon. It is. Or at least it was. I I guess I can assume, since the uh, shard of your soul is no longer part of it, that it is no longer fully dragon-bonded. You seem to still be aware of it, and perhaps the contact that others may have with it, though. Through you, yes. But it explains why I have felt broken. Are you able to sense where the other part is? I cannot. My connection to your realm is very weak. I could sense Fiat as you were close, but I could not sense where it was until you arrived. See. The dragon bond was made as the physical embodiment and connection between myself and my rider. Who's your rider? His name was Teverak. Do you know what happened to him? He is much responsible for my current predicament. He became greedy. He became corrupted. With the power that was granted between the dragons and their riders, instead of just being protectors of the realm, Tavarak and a few others that were part of the Dragon Riders saw themselves more as rulers. See. So, would you assume that they'd still be around? From what it sounded like, this happened a long time ago, but could there still be riders around who may want to ensure that you're locked up? I doubt it. The gods got involved. And if these riders were the corrupted ones. Why did the gods decide to lock you away instead of them? Because between us and the dragon bonds, 
They saw potential for it to happen again. I see. So they walked my kind away. They took care of the riders. And it seems that they broke the dragon bars as well as they could. Oh, so some of the other dragon bonds out there may also be shattered or separated from the shards of the souls that were perhaps used to make them? Perhaps. I only know what seems to have happened with the Where we are, we don't exactly have a way to communicate with one another. You understand the concept of what it is like when you're sleeping but not dreaming. I suppose that's a bit hard for me to grasp, but I can kind of imagine it. How it feels when you've gone to sleep, but you do not dream. It seems almost like a state of death, or a sense of not being there anymore. That is my life. Mm, Certainly not an existence that anyone would want. Other than when I am here speaking with you, the rest of my time is spent like I am sleeping without dreaming. I know before you mentioned that many of your kind was locked up here. Is there any way for you to contact them, especially in this kind of state that you're in now? Or would they also have to have something like a dragon bond to connect with? This connection that you and I have is not something that I have shared with anyone since being locked away. I think that what has allowed me to drift into this dreamscape with you is your contact with Fiat. I think that for the others, it is probably the same. That without someone in contact with a dragon bond to create a link, that they are also trapped in a dreamless sleep. Mm, I see. Without knowing of someone else with another dragon bond, or that just come in contact with one. It would be impossible for me to know, unless you could speak to someone that has gone through a similar experience. If I were to touch another dragon-bonded weapon, would I perhaps be able to speak to multiple of you at the same time? Perhaps. Mm, I see. Kanina's definitely, like, pondering this, because with some of the stories she's heard from Verna Toscobble and some of the other guild masters, and then some of the information that we've picked up along the way, the very <laughs> little information we were able to glean from previous research. She is still a little dubious of Doiton's intentions, but he is doing a very good job at making his situation to be very empathetic. So she, she doesn't like the fact that he is stuck in such a state, but she's also a little bit nervous about how, how much she should help and if her good intentions might lead to something worse in the long run. But at the same time, she does know that this entire situation is kind of what the guild is kind of leaning towards anyways, at least obtaining the parts. And it seems like that is what Doiton is leaning towards, is gating more parts of the Dragon Bond weapon, specifically his own, to make them whole again. I think Kanina is set on working with Doiton as much as possible to be able to start finding these shattered Dragon Bonded weapons. So Kanina will go ahead and pipe up and she'll uh, be like, well, if I were to bring Fiok with me, would I be able to perhaps uh, use it to help ascertain the location of the missing orb? I believe that if you were to wield the Fiok and bring it with you, that it would allow our connection 
to be more consistent. While it is still broken, I don't know that I would be able to share a link with you the way I did with Kevin. But if you were to have Fiok with you and reach out to me, I believe that we could more frequently and intentionally speak to one another. I see. Well, it may be a bit tricky because I'll have to uh, go through some important people to gain access to Fiok again, but I can definitely try my best to get my hands on it again, and hopefully uh, we'll use it to make Fiok whole again. I would appreciate that. And after Fiok becomes whole again, what is the next step? What do you plan? I'm not sure yet. I don't know what making Fiok whole will mean for me. There was a time before things went wrong with the riders, that we lived in a somewhat tenuous but peaceful harmony with your races. That is part of why we allowed ourselves to be bonded with a number of your kinds. It was a show of good faith on our parts that we would work together with the mortal races of Aurelia. I see. It's a shame that it's turned out like this then. Some of the information we were able to hear also included some information that there was some dragon wars in the past. Was that perhaps caused by the corruption of the dragon riders? The dragon wars were Kevarak's fall. The dragon wars were what happened when Kevarak and his group decided that they were going to be rulers instead of protectors and use their bonds with the dragons to take areas of Aurelia by force. There were a number that stood up to Kevarak, but in the end, when the gods decided to get involved, it did not matter whose side anyone was on. They knew that things were able to happen once, and they decided that they weren't going to let it happen again. I see. Well, is there any other information you might be able to give me? I know you've been locked away in a very death-like state for a long period of time, but if you have any names or information that might help point me in a direction, and certainly help trying to uh, find the other half. Where are you? Uh, we're near a, we're in a port town of Saval. Saval. That was the domains of Nim, who was bonded with the rider Vreya. The dragon bond is called Gorta. It's a rapier. Also on Sibon was Lobad, a pair of twin daggers that were wielded by Radim, the rider of Agiadak. Knino will look very focused as she's trying to make sure she commits these to memory so she can compare with her uh, companions later. And Doitan kind of stands up a little bit. You see his claws dig into the ground as he stretches out and then lays down and gets comfortable once more. And his eyes slowly close. Uh, Doitan? She'll kind of like peer over, tilt her head a bit, approach, lay her hand on his claw. It like subconsciously lifts up and shifts a little bit. Hello? <laughs> I suppose now that he's uh, asleep, she'll, she'll like kind of look around a bit and kind of wonder <laughs> how big this dreamscape <laughs> really <Snooping>. is. <laughs> Which direction do you walk? Um, I suppose the direction that she was first facing, away from Doitan. 
You begin walking. How far would you walk? How far can I walk? You need to keep going. You will keep going. You begin walking into the tree line that was the way that you were originally facing. After making it about a hundred feet, the area around you starts to become a dense, thick, misty fog. You're able to continue walking forward if you wish. Is there anything that stands out at all in the scenery? Any kind of landmarks or noticeable trees or anything that might look kind of memorable? At this point, it just seems that you are in the middle of a forest very similar to ones that you have been in before. For all you know, the place that you could be in right now is the same forest that you went into to fight Grimfang. Do you press forward? I'd say before she goes too far forward from the clearing in which she was speaking with Doiton, she'll go ahead and use her burning hands to make her mark upon a tree. She, she's kind of curious about the space in which she has entered to see how physical it is of a place, if it will remember her being here previously, that kind of thing. Because she does wonder if she keeps going, if she'll come across another sleeping dragon, or if she will just fade out. She's not quite sure about this uh, area that she is in and how tangible it is. So she will prose forward after leaving her mark upon the tree. So as you go ahead and use burning hands and press your flaming hot hand to the tree, you see steam start to swirl around it from the mist that is around. And it's repelled, but you see that it is trying to pull itself back to the space that you just burned it on. And you remove your hand and see the charred bark of a tree in the shape of your handprint. When you said you make your way forward, are you continuing to walk away from Doiton? Yes. Okay. As you walk another 10 feet, make a constitution save. Ooh. 11. You feel like you've only walked 10 feet from where you placed your hand against the tree, but you start to feel a strong headache coming in. Just kind of a dull pulsing inside of your head. Hmm. Am I able to sense anything arcane about this, or is it just something that feels entirely natural that came on? Does it get worse if I proceed forward, or if I step back, does it go away a bit? What do you do? I will step backward a bit. You step backward, and the intensity does fade, but you're still feeling just a dull through, like, the side of your head. She'll take a few steps forward, so she's just a bit ahead of where she was before she had stepped back. Make a constitution saving throw. (laughs) Testing limits. Ten. You take another step past where you were when your head started to throb, and against your will, you are brought down to your knees. You fall forward, face down into the ground, and you wake up in your bed in the guild hall. I think she'll just take a second to kind of blink a bit, gain her bearings. Does she still have the headache? You take six points of psychic damage. Whoa! Not the best way to wake up. And your head is no longer throbbing, but you feel that dull pain that you would be familiar with from having had like a headache before. The, The part of the headache where you've gone past it actively hurting and it's more of just a physical memory. Yeah, she'll go ahead and sit up and try to glance at the windows, maybe to ascertain what kind of uh, time of night or day it might be. As you look out your window, it is early morning. You are in the earlier sides of sunrise. 
Woods, where as you look out towards the horizon, you see the sky starting to turn a light blue while the sky above you is still kind of that darker blue with pink reflecting off of any cloud cover. Seeing what time it is and shaking off the uh, lingering headache that she still remembers vividly having that caused her to pass out, she'll uh, decide that it's about time to get up for the day anyways, and she'll seek about doing her morning exercises as per usual. All right. We know that for Kenina, that takes some time. Mm-hmm. Rem, when do you anticipate waking up? Seeing as he got to bed pretty early, he'll probably have his fairly early morning wake up. And what does Rem do? With this early morning wake-up time. He'll sit up in bed and look out the window like Kanina to see about what time it is. And then he'll probably stand up and stretch out his back and roll his shoulders, work out the travel knots that have built up over the time like on the boat and things. And then he'll put on you know, a set of his guild garb for an early morning run and he'll go out and like probably jog a couple of miles. All right. As Rem returns to the guild hall and is in kind of the, the main great hall meeting area off from the reception desk. Uh, Rem! Rem! Yes? Uh, This is for you and you are handed a letter with the guild seal on it. Take the letter and rip up on the top of it and look inside. And the letter is very short and simple. It simply says, Rem, take this upstairs and show it to the secretary. I'd like to meet with you. Albert. Right, so he'll fold it back up, stuff it into the the envelope, and then before going upstairs, he'll change out of his sweaty shirt and then go upstairs. You go up to where the secretary's desk is, hand them the letter from Albrick, and they let you in. And Albrick is sitting there by himself at the guildmaster's table. Ah, Rem. Yeah, you summoned me? I did. What can I do for you? I have some questions for you, Rem. Does your party know? Know what? About you. They know who I am. But do they know why you are here? Mm, Hasn't really come up. I see. Do you really know why you're here? Uh, needed something to do after my service. Didn't really see myself signing up with some other mercenary group or royal or township guard. Figured this was my best bet to use the skills I have. But do you know why you're here? Wasn't a lot of other places to go. I see. I know that what happened is not done lightly. But the fact that it happened means that I know I can trust you. And I know that I can trust you to carry out the missions that you are given. As long as you uh, don't seek to harm those who are innocent of crime or wrongdoing, I... I see no reason not to do as asked. He pulls out a simple but well-crafted box that was sitting in his lap, and he sets it on the table in front of him, along with a sealed letter. I need you to take these. Take them where? That will be clear shortly, but I trust you to carry them. All right. He'll take the letter and box and set it near himself. The letter is instructions. For who? For you. All right. You will open it when you are close to your destination, and it will explain what the box is. The box doesn't have to be kept secret from your friends, but it needs to be kept secret between your friends. 
it's not something that the rest of the world is ready for. All right. And when will I know I'm at this destination? That will be clear when I call the rest of your group in and we talk about things. Okay. But before I let you go for now, how do you feel about Tempest? Um, I mean, we met her along the way. She seemed fairly reliable. And for somebody that until recently hadn't fully invested themselves in this endeavor, made uh, made good account of themselves. Do you think that she is suited for what you guys have gotten yourselves into? I don't know if anybody is suited for this. A small group that we are has been thrown together, but nobody here yet is backed away from the challenge. From what you've seen of her on your previous adventure, do you trust her to see this through with you guys? She seems like she wants to explore the world and adventure, as Kanina has told her this guild does, but I can't speak on her true dedication to anything, just as anyone in the group might want to leave if things become too much for them. Understood. Thank you. Like I said yesterday, the course that you guys are involved in is not really something that can be undone. I hope that the four of you can remain committed, and I hope that she is treated the same as if she was with you guys from the start. We as the guild masters are having to put the same level of trust in her that we have in you guys. Because at this point, if we were to shun her, send her away, what would happen? I would imagine she wouldn't look very favorably upon the guild. She may let some things that she's heard slip, but no more than I think any shunned party might. But she can't unknow what she knows. True. Which is why the guild masters and I have made the decision that if you guys have this level of trust in her, then so will we. I know she hasn't been with you as long as you guys have been together, but I also know that you guys had not been together much longer than she's been with you now before you set out for Port Morsal in the first place. Hmm. We met her along the way. I mean, from before that. But um, we did not know each other long before that either. Exactly my point. We trusted you then. We will trust her now. Don't go too far today. We had no plans. We'll be calling all of you up later to discuss what we believe should be the next step for you guys. All right. If you happen to see Ariel, let her know that we're looking for her. She's probably somewhere with Nina. He'll take the box and leave. Ariel, what do you do when you wake up? After what is probably the first peaceful night of sleep that you have had since entering Sterengeld, at least. Um, Ariel just grew up with books and she's been away from them for so long, so she's probably going to grab all of her favorites and just make piles just all around her and just go from one to the next and she's just going to relax and read. Somewhere about mid-morning, there's a knock on your door. She's going to get up and go see who it is. Standing outside your door is Rem. Good morning. Good morning. Do you sleep good? I slept. Good. The uh, guild leaders have been looking for you. For me? Yeah. Why? Didn't ask. Okay. Right. And she's going to go inside and put on her guild robe and actually make herself a little bit more presentable. And then go figure out who's looking for her and why. As you make your way to the guild master's chambers, the receptionist sees you and recognizes who you are. Oh, 
Uh, they were they were looking for you. They're expecting you. And pulls open the door and guides you in with a hand. Ariel is going to reach out and try to give her the dainty handshake. Thank you so much. She kind of just has a confused look on her face, tilts her head a little bit to the side, but also is just like, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> Pulls her hand back and slowly closes the door behind you. And anyone that happens to be outside right now would just see kind of a weird head tilt and look of confusion before sitting back down and kind of shaking her head. Ah, Ariel. Hello. Welcome. Hi, Ariel. Hello. So, you brought something interesting. Oh, the spear? Yeah, we're going right into this. Okay. So, it's a spear. Uh-huh. Very evil. Yes. How'd you get it? From Grimfang. What's a Grimfang? A really, really corrupted evil gnoll. Un- undead gnoll. Undead evil gnoll. Okay. And how do you believe that Grimfang ended up with this? He had it. Uh, he, he just had it. Where, where did, where was Grimfang? We found it in a camp east of Sterengeld, like an abandoned camp. He was kind of chilling there. And he had a warg. And kind of as they're back and forth asking you questions about this, they're taking turns catching up on writing this down between uh, Beery and Verna, who are sitting there with like, each of them has a fresh roll of parchment that they're starting to unroll on either side of the table as you are speaking to them. And what made you go into the forest to find this Grimfang character? You know, I'm really the worst person to be talking to. I think Nina knows all the information. See, you're saying this, but you're also the one that carried the spear, and so that makes you a primary source. Okay, but so Kosein kept me, like, safe, and I just felt like I should be the one to carry it, but I'm just really bad with information. Who's That's Kosein? why I don't talk. How do they keep you safe? That sounds very important. Kosein is it's the one I that protects me. Uh-huh. Who are they? Um, my protector from Ogma? Oh, Ogma. I recognize Ogma. That's a name. Okay. Wait, so you're saying that Ogma, the god that you follow yeah. and worship, mm-hmm. has sent you your own personal protector? I, I guess so, yeah. And their name is Kosein? Yes. Huh. I'm gonna have to ask Albrecht more about that. They're That's very more beautiful. his realm. I've seen them, too. They come to my dreams. Uh-huh. Well, Grimfane also, like, came to my dreams, too. And we had a fight with him. And Kosein kept me alive. And then we were, like, in this bubble that I made. And we kind of held off from, like, getting killed by Grim... Uh, it, was a, it was a big thing, and it was really scary. And I almost died in my dream. Wait, wait, wait. Back up a minute. Grimfane came to you in a dream. Um, yeah? Same dreams that you see Kosein. Yeah. And you fought. Yeah. Was this before or after the spear? I had the spear, but Grimfing, I thought we killed. But in my dream, he was alive and he was wanting the spear back. And he took took it, I think. I don't remember. So, if I, if I understand this correctly, you went to Sterengeld. Yeah. Sterengeld sent you to the forest. Yeah. Found creepy undead knoll thing. Mm-hmm. Creepy undead knoll thing. And warg. Had spear. And warg. He Don't care pet. about the warg. Well, the warg was in my dream, too. Okay. Big creepy undead knoll thing. Had spear? 
Yes. Evil spear. Yes. Same spear we brought you. You kill evil null thing. Yes. That was undead. Yes. So you re-kill the undead null thing. Yeah. And you took the spear. Yep. Why? Because we didn't want anybody else to have it. We were bringing it to you guys to keep it safe. Okay. So that's how you ended up with the spear is you, you kept it. Yeah. So you could bring it here. Yeah. Good. Good idea. Thanks. And then dream happens. Mm-hmm. Undead null thingy comes back. With his warg. With the pet. Yeah. Tries to kill you now. Yeah. Because I had a spear, but he got it from me in that dream. But then I guess I got it back in the dream because we had to kill him again. So you killed him again in the dream. Yes. And you got the spear back. Yes. But it was a dream. I still had it when I woke up. That's what I mean. You woke up, you still had the spear. Yeah. And then we had the um, creepy shade thing try to suck my life out in my boat, too. I think it was after the spear. And that was not a dream. Okay, so it started out as a dream thing with you and the undead knoll. Yeah. And then later, a not dream thing. Yeah. Evil shadow spooky thing. Yeah. Tried to suck your soul out. Yeah, and we had to fight it. And like, you fought real life. It. Yeah, not dream. And you killed it. Um, I don't know. I think it just disappeared. Maybe we killed it. And but it, it wants came back the spear twice. back? It, it came to us twice. So it keeps coming for the spear. Yes. Huh. How long did you have the spear before this happened? You know, all the days kind of blend together. I think it was like a week or two. I don't know. Okay. It was one big sad cloud space for me. But then you said it happened again. The black shadowy creeper thingy, it it happened on the boat twice. And I think there was like a day of rest between, maybe two days, I don't remember. The, the real world thing though, happened twice on the boat. Yeah. How long ago was the last one? It might happen tonight. Cause it was you like, see Beery's eyes like it happened, widen. We slept good. We it happened again, and now we've slept good again. So it might be back again if it's like every couple days or every other day. Beery's eyes like open wide, and you see her turn to Verna. I better go keep an eye on it. And she dips into the back room, the back back room where you guys had been taken to yesterday. So I think that one of us is going to be kind of staying with the spear now to make sure that no spooky bad shit happens to it while we continue research and figure out what the fuck it is. Because we don't know. We know it's not a fiok. Okay. We think. We think? We think it's not a fiok. Think is a... Okay. Well, it doesn't seem to be doing to you what we know of for the dragon bonds. Okay. As far as we know, people that touch the dragon bonds, like your friend that brought Fiok to us, don't get chased down by spooky creatures in the night that try to kill them. Okay. So we're kind of caught up with the spear. Good. Good. Uh, so so Beery's better at this part, but she's kind of gone now. <laughs> and you see Verna kind of like cross her legs under the table and put her, her elbows up and lean in and kind of just blinks at you and smiles. Why do you think a Tempest? I think Tempest is awesome. She's really good at tying knots, and she's been teaching me. Uh-huh. Is that a sex her, thing? What? I don't understand what you're trying okay, to say. Okay, it's not a sex thing. Ariel's just sitting there, like, really confused now. <laughs> is Tempest ready for this? I think so. Are you ready for this? Um, I think if the black spirit things stay away, yeah. We're hoping they're tied to the spear thing. Yeah, that, that really brought me down, so I don't know if I'd handle more of that, but... 
trying to figure out all these clues and stuff I can handle. I think if I couldn't, Kosein wouldn't have sent me. Good. Good. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to send her with you. Assuming that she sticks around. I heard she signed paperwork yesterday, so she's kind of in. I'm pretty sure because Nina kind of put her iron grip of friendship on her. And so she can't really get away now. You know, that Nina friend, she's really good for recruitment. Just saying. She really is. She's like basically becoming my best friend, I think. Good. That's good that you are good friends with the people that are in the group that you've been traveling with. Because you're going to be traveling with them a lot now. Yeah, she's also been teaching me a lot of like exercises and stuff like that. And then training a little bit with my magic. Good, good. Because, uh, yeah, the course that you guys are on, you're not spending a lot of time here to be learning stuff. Just saying. When we go, are we going to be taking our horses with us? That's up to you. You going to get a boat that you can take them on? Oh. I mean, you got them here. You got horses? Yeah, I have a black horse and his name is Princess and he's the coolest horse ever and I love him a lot. Why is the male horse named Princess? Because it's a good name. Uh-huh. What's a princess? <laughs> it's a name. No, but but what's a princess? It just means like flowers and beautiful. Uh-huh. Okay. I made it up. Uh-huh. It's You spelled... know princess is a real word, right? Really? I haven't really read about them. What's the word mean? Uh, typically it's the daughter of royalty. Oh, a daughter. So, if you see Kanina, <laughs> will you send her up here? Okay, I might have to talk to my friends about changing Princess's name. Uh, you don't have to. It's just a name, right? Yeah, it's like beautiful flower. And for a beautiful horse. He's very beautiful. All right, I'll go get Nina? Yes. Okay, and she's going to leave. And she's going to go knock on Nina's door to see if she's in there, unless she sees her along the way. What time is it? Nine-ish, ten-ish. Yeah, I imagine Nina would be back from her exercises by now. Probably uh, bathed and refreshed and in new guild clothes. Are you in your room? Yeah, I would suppose she'd be in her room. I think she definitely was looking forward to, you know, being back in the guild hall and eating and stuff, but she probably would have gone there after refreshing herself and exercising. So she'd probably be going back to her room now and probably in her room further organize her collection having just eaten and whatnot. So she's looking to spend some downtime, mull things over. You're working on kind of arranging your collection in a way that you can fit in the new items that you've acquired. Mm -hmm. And you hear a knock on your door. Nina, are you there? Oh, good morning, Ariel. Yeah, I'm here. Good morning. So she'll go ahead and uh, walk on over and uh, open up the door. Like, did you get a good sleep? I did. Did you? Oh, of course. It's nice to finally be in a nice, safe environment to be able to rest finally. You might see that Kanina maybe has a little bit more bags under her eyes than she would usually, but... (laughs) Did you get up early and exercise this morning? I did, yeah. Sorry I didn't go and grab you. I was just needed to get out and run around a bit. Oh, you do seem a little tired. Are you just worn out from exercising? Uh, a little bit from that, and there's been a couple things weighing on my mind. I found out, uh... Some more information from Doiton. Oh, you had a dream? I did. And it kind of caught me off guard. (laughs) So I'm trying to piece all the little bits together. Okay. Well, if you want to talk about it, maybe as a group we can... Um, anyway, uh, Verna said that the guild people want to see you now. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, they just talked to me. Uh, Rem came and got me, so I assume they talked to him too. What'd they talk to you about? Um, the spear? 
They were trying to rack my brain and I told them they should probably talk to you about this stuff because I'm really bad at remembering things and I just don't keep track of all those details as much except for the stuff I put in my journal and I didn't have my journal with me so you know. Uh, plus it was uh, it must have seemed like a, a lot longer than it actually was. It was a very stressful situation. Yeah. You definitely bore the brunt of that. Yeah and I think I just blocked out some of those memory bad stuff. Anyway they also asked about Tempest like if I trusted her or how what I thought of her or whatever. But yeah, I think I told her I think she's cool. And I told them what um, Tempest has been teaching me. And then I talked a little bit about like us, you and me. But yeah. Yeah, I suppose unless we wanted to go see any of the others, I can go over and just head over to the Guildmasters now. Yeah, I think it's, they're kind of doing one-on-one type things. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, take a look and see what they want. And I will see you later. All right. And Ariel is going to go get food. Mm-hmm. Katie will close up her room and she'll uh, head over to where the Guildmaster's quarters are. All right. You make your way over to Guildmaster's chamber. And the receptionist goes, ah, Kanina. Good morning. This is this is standard at this point. The, the, the debrief day. You, know, you guys just got back. So they've been calling you guys up individually. It's been interesting. But you guys had a big adventure. Uh, come right in. Oh, yes, of course. They open the door and wave you through, and inside is Beery sitting at the Guildmaster's table. Oh, good morning, Beery. Good morning, Kanina. How did you sleep? Ah, uh, truthfully, not the best. Oh, unfortunate. Yeah, I was hoping to be a little bit more well-rested for my first night back in the guild, but <laughs> unexpected things happened. It wasn't a shade creature again, was it? We've been trying to track down kind of where that's coming from. Oh, no, it wasn't, thankfully. Um, okay, good, because so far we think it's tied to the spear. If it came for you, then we'd have to have a different conversation with your friend because we just told her that uh, shade creatures don't seem to be going after the person that interacted with Fiok. So if it went after you, last night, oh, boy, did that totally change everything. Yeah, I suppose we are um, a little bit still in the dark about the spear and what entity resides within it that's trying to attack Ariel. I certainly hope it won't continue to attack her now that it's locked away, but I guess we can say. Well, the prevailing theory right now is that it wants the spear. Doesn't give a shit about you guys other than you were in the way of the spear. That's a theory at least. Mm, Do you think anybody else is in danger here? Anyone else touch the spear? Uh, Ariel made it sound like she is the only one that came close to it. Kenina will try to quickly think back, and she remembers at every corner uh, Ariel being very, very protective of the spear from the instant that she got it and had very bad feelings about it. And she'll just be like, ah, after we slayed Grimfang, Ariel's been the only one to touch and possess the spear, and she's made sure that no one else can really even lay eyes on it for the most part. Good. Then yes, we think it was tied to the spear, not to hurt the spear for now. If they go after her, though, we need to know. Because then it means that it's attached to her and not just the spear. Well, from what it seems like, um, I don't know if it has a consistent pattern, but the two times it's attacked us before have been with like a delay of a night or so between instances. So Yeah, she said something about that. That's why uh, Verna is down there right now watching it. I see. We decided uh, while talking to Ariel that it's probably best if one of us stays down in the vault with it at Not all times, but right now, all times, until we know more about what's going on. She did say that you probably know a little bit more about all of the events that you guys have gone through. And as kind of the leader of your group, 
you see Kanina's chuff puff out a little bit. <laughs> we were just, you know, interested in the details of uh, what you guys have gone through since leaving Riven after the whole Fioc thing. You're not having any weird, like, spirit things, are you? Uh, well, I'm not having exactly weird spirit things, but I've been having some rather interesting dreams that might kind of... Are they, like, related to the kobold that had Fioc before? No, not to the kobold. Okay, good. Ariel said that she's been having dreams about uh, the one that had the spear before. Oh, the uh, Noel Grimfang? Yeah. Mm, yeah, she's definitely expressed that. She's actually in the know, too, because I informed my comrades, but I've been having dreams to do with Fioc and perhaps the one who was connected with it. So I can go in the order of events if you'd like. You see Beery's eyes widen and yeah. kind of her, her head pulls back and draws up as you could imagine a the facial expression of, really now? Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one second. Mm-hmm. She's she's like fiddling around <laughs> underneath the table and, and turns in uh, this is okay. I'll use this part, and you see her puts down what is now a a piece of a roll of parchment and pulls out a quill from like the side of the table and puts the tip of the quill down onto the parchment. Explain. Indeed. Uh, do you want me to start from the beginning or mainly the parts about Fiak? Uh, the parts that are important. Well, uh, after we more or less uh, visited the Dwarven Kingdom and got some information regarding the uh, last tokens there about the Dwarven King's daughter and how she may have passed, we continued on our adventures um, and the town of uh, Starin, a woman named uh, Lydia told us about Grimfang, who would uh, send out regular scouting parties, attacking people on the road and attacking the town and whatnot. So we encountered a couple of gnolls attacking us um, along the way as well, along the road. Uh, after we encountered Grimfang uh, and got the spear, we uh, started getting into the dream situation. Uh, shortly before we had finished off Grimfang, both Ariel and I uh, received dreams about Doiton, the Red Dragon. Uh, Ariel had dreams of the dragon uh, and apparently me riding it, burning down a monastery that she was raised at. And I had dreams of the dragon burning down the village where I was raised at. And later on, I continued to have dreams in which I met with Doitan in a more, I suppose, peaceful setting. Uh, and I was able to glean some information. I'm not quite sure how tangible the space we were meeting in was. So you're saying meeting with Doitan is in like you're meeting with a dragon? Yes. In <laughs> your dreams. As far as the legends can like tell me, this is as much of a dragon as anything anybody else has ever encountered in a long, long time. And you think it's Doitan, the, the dragon that we were able to surmise is tied to Fiak. Yes, and if anything is to be said, uh, Doitan in my dreams himself has claimed to be uh, the one who the dragon-bonded weapon is forged with a shard of his soul. And you brought Fioc to us. I did. And after touching it, it seems that I somehow became connected to it. Interesting. Yes. 
Yes, I don't believe anybody else has touched Fiok when I was traveling with it. I don't know if that has changed since I left it in the care of the guild, but it seems the first contact I had with it after we slew the creature that held it before seems to have uh, made some sort of mental link. And I know we kind of had to go through things fast yesterday. Do you understand what a dragon bond is? Um, from what I have heard from the information you have gathered, the research my me and my comrades have done, and what Doitan himself has told me, it is basically a weapon that is forged with pieces of the dragon's soul and is given to a rider who in turn has great power that they're able to use. So Doitan is instructing you about the dragon bonds and telling you what they are how they were made and how they work. Indeed. You understand that all of that information is lost, right? Yes, I did what I could as being as um, unprepared as I was with meeting with Doitan to gain some information that might help us track down some of the other dragon-bonded weapons. And why has Doitan picked you? It seems like I am the only one he can actively communicate with at the moment. He described his state of being as being in a dreamless sleep when he is not able to forge the mind link with me, which does seem to require me being in some sort of close contact with the axe. He has uh, mentioned that since I am now linked with the axe, then I can help make it whole again. Interesting. I need to speak with the others. There's something that I'd like to... There's many things that I would like to try with the information that you have given. But I need to run it through them first. I cannot act on it on my own as much as the experimental researcher in me really wants to try something stupid right now. I mean, what are you thinking about trying? I want you to touch it. I want to touch it. I need to talk to the others first. I cannot make that call on my own. I mean... Berna's down there right now. Well, all right, if you insist. (laughs) Athena will also offer up, uh, well, uh, see what you can do, I suppose, to uh, let me gain access to it, and I can do what I can to help the guilds with uh, collecting the pieces to keep them safe. I will say I am unsure of Doitan's true intentions, and I am not quite sure what I should be focused on asking him if I do meet with him in the future in dreams. If the guild masters will be kind enough to help me figure out what would be important information to glean, I would be ever so grateful. We'll see, but to be honest, you've told me more than we've found out while you've been gone. I mean, different things, but also things that we have never read anything about. Yeah, this has been a big dump of information for uh, things that I am not really too familiar with, but you'll see uh, Kanina just be like, um, well, do you want me to wait here while you check with people, or should we meet at a later time? Because he also gave me some information about other names of weapons and dragons. Oh, and that is? Uh, he mentioned that there was Nim... Uh, who lives on the continent of Saval. I was a bit hesitant to give him our exact location, but I did mention that we were in Saval to him. And he mentioned that Nim uh, was one who is bonded weapon Gorta with the rider who wields that being Vreya. Uh, then also the other one was a Geodox weapon, which was a pair of twin daggers named Lobod, wielded by Redeem. This is all good. This is all stuff that we can use to further the research that we've been working on. And he told me some information about uh, Kevarak, 
which was his writer, Doitan's writer, who apparently once wielded Fioc and how he gained corruption and a desire for power. Apparently, um, Keverok's corruption uh, triggered the start of the Dragon Wars, from information I was told. And I know uh, my comrades have some more information about uh, some of the dragons and their associated colors and whatnot. Some legends that we came across while in the Dwarven Kingdom. This is all really good information. Um, yeah. We might have to try to talk again tomorrow or so and see about doing some experiments. But outside of the whole dragon thing, we've been trying to get a feel from the rest of you. What do you think of Tempest? Why do you ask? Well... You uh, seem to be a little more involved than even the rest at this point, but you understand what you've gotten yourself into. I feel like for the most part, I'm a fairly good judge of character, and I truly appreciate the guild and what it represents. So I have been actively trying to gain more people to join the guild and kind of lean on the guild for uh, support and whatnot. Um, I feel like Tempest has been very reliable throughout our journey. She's been a bit hesitant about joining the guild, but she seems to be a good comrade and a good fit for our group. And do you think she's ready for something like this? I feel like she's about as ready as she can be. I still sense a little bit of hesitancy about what she's getting into, but she's been filled in as much as she can be with the current events. So she knows. Anina will ponder for a moment and be like, yes, she uh, knows as much as I believe the rest of us do. Okay. If she's caught up with more than what even we knew about before you guys got here, then the fact that she came in willingly tells me that she's probably as committed as we could expect. Yeah, I think she's fairly committed to the cause. She left her uh, place that she's been for a long time out on the seas, and she chose to journey with us and see what the adventuring life has to offer. So it's been a bit of a learning curve for some of the processes that we've had to go through, some of the fights, the risks, but also the rewards. And I think she's come around to the life in the guild. Good. Speaking of, would you mind getting her for me? Oh, yeah. I'll go ahead and fetch her now. Where would Tempest be right now? It's 10 or 11 or so. You said breakfast is over by now. I think that Ariel would remember that Tempest wakes up to the smell of bacon and (laughs) not seeing Tempest downstairs. When she got done, she would have loaded a plate of bacon and brought it up and been like, Tempest, (laughs) and then just like check to see if the door is open. So at some point, Tempest either woke up to or just heard the sound of. Yeah, she would have been like trying to open the door. (laughs) Would you have locked your door? Uh, yeah, especially being in a secure location where you can be on your own comfortably, like, and not have to worry about who's on watch and stuff like that. Uh, a break from that sort of dynamic. Anyway, she would have woken up, obviously, when Ariel started knocking, but Tempest is not an early riser, so she would have still been in bed. So by the time Nina comes by, I'd say Tempest would still just be lounging around in a room, enjoying the, we don't have to do anything right now. I mean, there's like this sense of impending maybe doom, (laughs) but... You know, still not sure. So just kind of <laughs> hanging out for a minute, chewing on some bacon. Would Ariel have stuck around? Would Tempest have let her? You can hang out if she wants. Ariel wouldn't have stuck around because she wants to go buy something. So she would have been like, here you go. I got things to do. Enjoy. 
And there's another knock on Tempest's door. She will begrudgingly put the bacon aside and get up to the door, open it just a crack, peek out. Kanina will be peering in through the crack and just be like, morning, Tempest, hope you got a good sleep. Mm, good morning. Kanina will just be like, me and a couple others had a meeting with the guildmasters this morning. Uh, now they want to see you. So <laughs> I don't know if you're ready, but I'd go up and see them whenever you get a chance. Oh, uh, I guess so. Just me alone. Yeah, seems like they've been doing that to uh, most of us from what area? All of the guild leaders? Um, well, I met with just Beery, so it might not be everyone. Hmm. Okay, uh, where, where do I go? I, I, you know, don't really know my way around here yet. Oh yeah, I'll go ahead and, uh, walk you up over there. <laughs> okay, that's appreciated. After Tempest kind of gets ready and leaves the Kanina, Kanina will just be chatting up, uh, praising Beery. <laughs> just be like, she's really great, you know? She once did this huge fireball thing, and it just, like, completely exploded the area. She's very powerful. Oh, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> I hope I can be as powerful as her one day. <laughs> She's really great, you know? And her brother Meehan is very intimidating, but he's also very neat. Hopefully he has a lot to teach me in the future as well. <laughs> She'll go ahead and lead Tempest over, just uh, kind of babbling praises about the guildmasters she's associated <laughs> with, and she'll uh, leave Tempest to go check in. It was Tempest, right? Yes, and I honestly don't remember your name. Oh, uh, no one ever thinks to ask my name. I'm Suzanne. I was told they wanted to see me. Someone That is to see correct. Me? Uh, uh, right this way. I know this is like your first time. Don't be intimidated. They're friendly. It's asking a lot. They're here to help. There's a reason that they're in charge. Think of them like teachers, but like teachers that have gone to school for a really, really long time. I didn't go to school. Anyways, gestures for you to go in through the door. Tempest will walk through the door. And sitting at the guildmaster's table is Alberic and Mihen, who you had met yesterday. And over at one end is a dark-skinned elf wearing... They're very reminiscent of the style of clothing that the guildmasters wear. But he is wearing clothes in a kind of green and brown pattern. Ah, Tempest, nice of you to join us. I heard that you signed papers to bring you into the guild yesterday after our first meeting. Seems that you're intending to take this seriously. Considering you did that after everything we discussed with you and your group. Yeah, I guess we're all official and stuff now. I told you yesterday that I would try to arrange a meeting. I was able to get Oberyn to come in. And Meehan decided that he would sit in as well, being one of the more physical-oriented branches of the guild. Since by my understanding, you uh, are a bit of an athletic companion, uh, familiar with uh, bow use. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I like to think that I'm pretty good with a bow and arrow. And the dark-skinned elf that was sitting on the side had kind of been seeming to be spacing out a little bit, kind of was looking off into... This room has some large braziers over by the entrance area that at this point are maybe just barely smoldering. And he was just kind of lost looking at the change in the embers. And he looks over at you. Hello, Tempest. My name is Oberyn Kinswood. I'm the leader of the Naturalist's Guild. 
Alberic said that you had a vague interest in joining, but that your guild of choice remains yet undecided. Yeah, Nina really talked up joining the guild, but I don't know. I just, I, uh, still kind of figuring out what this whole thing is all about, where I would even fit in. The Naturalists Guild has a focus towards people that, as the name would imply, prefer to find themselves out in nature. I spend much of my time, as well as while I train with students, out in the wilderness of Chrysal, the region that you're in. I don't know how familiar you are with this specific area. I know that in your previous line of work, you were a shipmate. Yes, for a number of years. And what drew you to wishing to be aboard a ship for so long? Well, to be entirely honest, it wasn't by choice to begin with. And when it became by choice? After my time was served, so to say, I had come to feel like the rest of the crew was family, and why leave? Well, considering at this point that you have in fact left, why leave? What made you give up the life that you were living before to join with Rem, Kanina, and Ariel? I believe I heard them call it the Iron Grip of Friendship. Interesting. She does have a bit of a reputation that even I am familiar with. Yes, uh, so you see, I was somewhat compelled... I see. ...to branch out. Well, things in my guild tend to be very relaxed and... There is a lot of room for your own personal growth and learning. There is no pressure to pick my guild or right now even any of the guild branches. You could start for now just as a general guild member and come to a decision at a later time. Unfortunately, from what I've been hearing from Albrick so far is I do not think that you will be here for very long before you set out on your next adventure. So I'm not sure that you will have a ton of time to get to know me or the other guild leaders. I personally believe, and Alberic does agree, that it would be in your best interest to hold off on choosing a guild branch for now. But if you'd like to make a choice now, I am willing to bring you in. I think I should probably take some time to uh, figure out where my place is a little bit more. Understood. And is this your decision, Tempest, to wait for now? Yes. It is my decision. Well, I've seen the ledger. I know that you have paid for a year stay here. Your rule will be held for that time, regardless of what you decide. And hopefully, as you return in the future, you've decided what role you would like to play in the guild. Are you prepared for the journey that lies ahead of you? I think I'm as prepared as I'll ever be. Interesting. Your groupmates have said much the same. It was sort of my thought. Are any of us ready for what we're getting ourselves into? I think there's some conversations that will be had amongst all of you very soon. But for now, I think it's good that all of us meet for a moment. The rest of the Guildmasters and I have been discussing things based off of the information that we have gained. And then after our debrief with you last night... And we have some suggestions. Albrecht stands up and walks over to the door that is behind you. 
and he leans outside and you hear him say, Susanna, could you send for Rem, Kanina, and Ariel? And he comes back in, closes the door, and Rem, Kanina, and Ariel. What are you guys up to individually as Susanna comes and finds you? How long has it been since I was there? Two or three hours. He would have returned to his room, probably slipped the letter in the box into his rucksack, and then probably cleaned up after his run. Because all he did before was like change. So he probably took a bath, maybe headed down to grab some food. I feel like Kanina perhaps would not have strayed too far from where she left Tempest because she wants to make sure she doesn't get lost. (laughs) Waiting for me to come out and take me back. Probably one of the first people then that Suzanne ends up finding is Kanina. Oh, you. Guildmaster's Chamber. Oh, so soon. Okay. (laughs) It'll stride on in. Ariel would have went back to her room real quick after dropping off the bacon. Um, She would have uh, grabbed some parchment or whatever and in kind of a large font written P-R-Y-N-S-E-S-S, princess, but spelled differently. And then she would have went down to the stables to find a stable boy or girl and tried to see if they can figure out a way of putting that near princess. So anybody that is near and wants to talk to princess, they know princess's name. Wait, what's this for? So the black one, that's princess. The black one? Yeah. The boy with the cart? Yes. That's yours? Yes. Do you have the token? Uh, I assume we do as a group? As a group? But do you have the token? Personally? Well, yes, that's how we know whose is what. Um, I think I... Would we have gotten this token when we dropped our horses off? Yes. I will have to ask Rem. Okay. Because he dropped the horses off, but the black one is mine, so I have to get it from him. But can you put this up? When you bring me the token? I don't know that that's yours right now. <sighs> and they are just blinking at you with a big shit-eating grin on their face. What if I give you money? How much money are we talking about? <laughs> She's going to like reach into her pouch and pull out a random amount in her hand. How much is this random amount? Probably like three coins. And what, what denomination of coins? A gold, a silver, and a copper. Huh, that's kind of random. Okay, uh, you said this one? The black one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Hi, princess. You just made me a lot of money. Princess really likes carrots and apples. Do you know if they sell them around here somewhere? I mean, somewhere, you're in a city. Is there like the best farmer that you would recommend, like a friend? I oh, in here, from? no, you'd have to go outside for that. Oh. But you can find stuff here. Find stuff? I mean, there's a market. Oh. I just wouldn't say it's the best, you know, from the best farmer. That's probably on one of the farms. Okay. I'll have to do that so later. So we should probably get get out of here, though, because if anyone sees what, what just happened, that would be bad for you. It could be bad for me. I'm going <gasps> to... Bye! Bye! How old was the stable hand? Oh, this was probably like an 11-year-old at the <laughs> most. All right, I guess Ariel will make her way back in to see if she could go to, like, the kitchen area and see if she could scrounge for an apple or carrot or something. <laughs> you walk into the main area of the guild hall, 
and Kanina is standing at the center of this room, hands on hips, <laughs> looking in every direction, wondering why you weren't in your room and why she can't find you. Oh, Ariel, there you are. Hi. Yeah, uh, the uh, guildmasters want to meet with us. Again? Yeah, again. Apparently they've uh, come to some sort of conclusions. They just want to meet with us all now. All of us. Okay, cool. Have you seen uh, Rem anywhere? Nope. I was out by the stables. Meanwhile, he's sitting, like, just off to the side. Do we notice him? Try and roll perception. <laughs> oh, I for sure did. I got a dirty 20. Ooh. <laughs> Kanina got a 19. In fairness, Ram, go ahead and roll stealth. <laughs> Seven. Kanina takes another glance around with her hands on her hips, and she's just like, oh, Ram, there you are. I didn't notice you. I'm not used to you not wearing your armor. I'm not expecting to be attacked here. <laughs> She'll go ahead and just be like, oh, the uh, guildmasters want to meet with us all again. We'll just nod and stand up. All right, let's get this over with. Come in, come in. As you guys enter the guildmasters' chambers, Ariel, Kanina, and Rem, you notice someone you've never seen before. Sitting at the end in one of the spots that has always been empty when you guys have come here before is a dark-skinned elf that is wearing kind of a green and brown tunic and a half cloak. And they're sitting relaxed. They watch you guys enter, and you notice that they kind of seem to space out as you guys start to kind of form up in front of the guildmasters. And all the guildmasters are currently here? all five of them are here now. Including the one we've never met. Yeah, (laughs) I would think that um, just using deduction surmise that this is the uh, elusive (laughs) one that we have never met. We've been discussing things based off of information that we had already gathered, information that we as the guild masters were already privy to, and based off of the conversation that we had with all of you yesterday. We believe that your guys' next destination, if you wish to dive into the whole situation with the dragons and the dragon bonds, would be to head to the Feyvale. The Feyvale? Does that sound familiar at all to any of us? So for all of you, the Feyvale is one of those places that exists in myth. It's one of those things that's very interesting. All of you are aware of legend that tells you exactly where the Feyvale is. The Feyvale is a region that lies in the center of Dunatus' ring, which is the mountain range that lies to the west of you and is the same mountain range that Sterengeld is built into. And it is a mountain range that you guys know from looking at any map forms a large ring around a very good portion of the continent of Saval. In the center of this ring is where legend tells of the existence of the Feyvale. Unfortunately and interestingly enough, the Feyvale is an area that much like the Misty Sea, people don't go to. It's one of those kind of open secrets that you know that it's there, but the people that attempt to go there either don't come back, they do come back, and have no recollection of where they went, how long they've been gone, or why they were in the area that they were in. And some have come back with very little memory of who they are as people. Is this like where there's stories of like like the, the Rip Van Winkles and stuff where like people entered the Feyvale like through fairy circles or things like that, but it's all just legend and myth? No, there's a pass that you guys know exists. 
you guys know that there is a pass in the region to the south of you, in the region known as Carinthia. There is a large mountain range that runs east-west that separates the Chrysal Valley that you guys are in now from Carinthia. And then there is another mountain range that runs north-south from the bottom of Dunatus' ring that separates Carinthia from the region known as the Expanse, which is the Great Desert that makes up the center of Saval. Close to where those two mountain ranges meet is the bottom edge of Dunatus' ring, where the pass that leads into the Feyvale is. There's a reason that people don't really try to go there anymore, because though you can point to that area of the mountains and go, that's how you get into there, a lot of people that try to go in there end up dead or broken. So people just don't try anymore. So again, Rim will just be looking at them and be like, the Feyvale. Yes. Hmm, from some of the stories that I've heard, it, I don't think very many people come back from that. Or if they do, then there's seems to be memory impairments or whatnot. Has anybody actually came back from there intact? Yes, all of us have at one point or another. The Adventures Guild in Saval has a very long and deep and storied history. And alliances with places that typically don't make alliances. It's one of the reasons that we have connections with Tel Vashir. We also have connections with the Queen of the Feyrealm. Would we know the Queen of the Feyrealm would, I'm assuming, run the Feyvale? Yes. The region is kept very secretive. Many of the races that live there are not accepted in other places of Sival, And many of the races that live there live much longer than those that make up the rest of the continent. It is home to the majority of the gnomes, halflings, elves. What do you expect us to find there? People whose history is much richer and deeper than what we have access to here. There is a good chance that with the length of the lives that they live, that the records that are ancient in this library are only in the modern history to them. I see. So we'd be uh, trying to glean some interesting information from what will likely be a more detailed history of the events that have occurred in the Dragon Wars and perhaps what has become of some of the weapons. Yes. The hope would be that if you can get an audience with the Queen there, get access to their historians and their library, that you will be able to find more information about the Dragon Wars and perhaps more information about the dragon bonds and how they work. Speaking of the uh, dragon bonds, has Mistress Beery um, informed you of some of the information that I shared with her? That is a discussion for another time. I understand your eagerness. You guys don't have to rush into this. As far as we are concerned, everything tied to the dragon bonds is over a thousand years old. The difference of a few days if you wish to take some time to rest and recuperate should not mean much in the grand scheme of things. Uh, You mentioned that we should seek audience with the Queen of the Fae and that the guild had some ties with her. Are we able to gain some sort of insight into how we can gain her trust? One of you has instructions for how to safely enter the realm. Are you setting up travel arrangements here, or do we have to? We can if you need. 
set up travel arrangements to get you as far as Thrumaria. You're, you're not sailing all the way. It would be hard for us to arrange travel beyond that. Being that Rim is more traveled as far as like overland stuff, would he know how long it would take to get there? A guesstimate? Roughly like five or six days to sail from Riven to Thumeria, and then somewhere between 10 and 15 days to get from Thumeria up to the pass, because most of that doesn't have a road. So we could take the cart, but only part of the way. Depends on how much you trust the cart to just hit. I was going to say, I do have plans for the cart before we leave. So because you're traveled, especially you have been there at one point in the past, there is a road that connects the city of Thumeria to the city of Rhodes, which is pretty much at an intersection between the east-west road in Carinthia, the main road, and a river that actually flows down from Dunatus's ring down through the plains and then eventually into the sea. But we're talking still like a half a month of travel. Yes. With the last stop being roads. The last stop before you get into... Like wilderness. Yeah. I mean, there might be smaller, like, villages, but the last, like, city is roads. Could you send word to roads for provisions for a few weeks of travel over land to be ready for us? I think that's something that we can arrange. All right. Especially if you guys would like to take a couple days. We will make sure that a courier leaves with that information today. I think spending a couple days just to prepare for what we'll need is going to be important. Yeah, I I agree. I think it would be best for us to spend some time in town, rest up a bit, and then regather our supplies. Is there anything more that you guys would wish to discuss right now? I know that you guys have had a lot of information overload over the last day or so, and... From my understanding, haven't had much time to sit and discuss amongst yourselves what is going on yet or what your plan going forward is. So we think it would be good for you guys to take a couple days to rest, prepare, and get ready for the very long journey ahead. But if there's anything that you guys would like from us now, we are here. If we decide that we're going, we're taking horses or whatever... Can we not bring Princess so I can keep Princess safe here? That sounds like something that you're going to want to discuss with your groupmates. I mean, you can leave Princess if you're willing to pay for the board of the horse for the time that you're going to be gone. Okay. But I can't grant you permission to leave a horse that you own with your group here. As much as Kanina is excited at the prospect of having all the guild masters together in one room, there's been so much information exchange and they've already kind of mentioned that her topic of Doiton will have to wait for another time. So I think Nina will pipe up and just be ready to move on. So she'll say, um, I think we'll just have to take the next couple of days to prepare, as you mentioned. And if we do think of anything, we'll be sure to let you know. But I, for one, don't have anything else that I require discussing immediately. Before you guys go, we do have something for you. Oh. And Albert pulls from like a large pocket, a long, thin wooden box. And he lays it down on the table in front of him. It's roughly a foot long, probably about two inches tall and three or so inches wide. And he flips it open facing you guys. Inside the box are four rings. 
and he reaches down and pulls one out and holds it forward, somewhat in Rem's direction. Rem's going to look at the ring and then look at him, then look at the ring, then look at him. Go ahead and roll perception. 14. It's it's a gold signet ring, from what you can tell. What signet? Roll high enough for that without taking it. What's this? These are guild signet rings. What do we need these for? Not only are they enchanted with a minor protection enchantment, but they also have a special property that once per day, you can write a letter and seal it with this ring, and the letter will appear inside the guild quarters. Oh, that sounds super handy. Do I believe him? Like, that's all this is? Go ahead and roll an insight check. (laughs) 19. As far as you can tell, he's being truthful. Okay. You're not sure what he would be lying about. Well, I mean, maybe it's a tracking spell. He's sending me to a place that people don't usually come back from normal. Rem is not sure. So he'll take the ring, though. He'll kind of, like, look at it. He pulls out another ring and hands it out in Kanina's direction. Yeah, Kanina will be excited to grab it. (laughs) He pulls out the third ring and hands it over to Ariel. Ariel will put her hand out. (laughs) (laughs) He continues to hold it in Ariel's direction. Ariel will take it like everybody else, but just think that he's boring. And he pulls out the final ring and hands it over to Tempest. Ooh, shiny. Uh, Kania will actually enthusiastically put the ring on and she will look on it, shining on her finger. And uh, can she tell, like, kind of like what materials it's made out of or anything like that? Are there any features about it that strike her as interesting? I mean, the signet on it is the guild crest. Other than the once per day property of being able to send a written message to the guild, functions as a crest of the guild that could be used for sealing other things. Um, It's a gold ring. Just pure gold? Yeah. These rings mark you guys as being adepts in the guild. If Kanina were to glance over at uh, the guild master's fingers, are any of them wearing rings? Each and every one of them. Nice. There's your platinum. <laughs> but Kanina is actually a bit excited to have something of like a status symbol now in the guild. Aside from being able to send us a written message with these, when we receive a message, we will be able to write a message in return and send it back to whoever wrote it to us. So, as we wrap things up, in early afternoon, on the now 12th of Monadon, you guys are once again leaving the Guildmaster's Chamber to enjoy the rest of your day. And each one of you can select one feat from the book and add it to your character. Seriously? A feat? A feat! As a difference to leveling up, guys get your signet ring and defeat. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Adventures in Aurelia. You can help the show out a ton by sharing episodes on social media and telling your friends. You can get in touch with us by joining our Discord server at adventuresinarelia.com forward slash Discord. There you can chat not only about the show, but about video games, Dungeons and Dragons, and other geeky things. Lastly, we'd like to thank the artists who allow us to use their music in our show. Monument Studios, Dark Fantasy Studio, Michael Gelfie, Tabletop Audio, Scott Buckley, Joel Stedler, JDB Artist, Alexander Nakarada from Serpent Stand Studios, Windswept, Adrian Von Ziegler, and Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. 
You can find the links to all of these wonderful artists at adventuresinarelia.com forward slash music. <laughs>